live. All right, welcome everybody. Shaver Baseball Report. Uh, Todd Friedman, Blast Motion, Advocacy Baseball. Andrew One Tools Ike are in the Vino Bambino studio in Charlotte. And I am from our, uh, our remote studio in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, yeah, I'm working hard down here, guys. So, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been rough to be away from you guys. But yeah. I think, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm adjusting a little bit, a little bit at a time. So I can't rush out of here. I got to, you know, I have to endure the uh, rough life. Yeah. Really? Yeah. As we're in a windowless uh, studio, you have the sun shining in, the ship lot beaming. It uh, looks pretty good right there, Shafe. It, it, it's good to know people. I'll tell you that. <laughs> there are way in my life, my affording a house like this, not a chance. But it is. Uh, it's an amazing, it's amazing view. And I, for somebody that has severe ADD like me, like I, my my ADD is so severe that my wife thinks I'm on the spectrum. So. Um, <laughs> But it, it is it is calming. I've gotten a lot done in the past few days here. It's uh, but it's a little bit creepy because this house is so big and um, like the wind's blowing last night. I'm in the bed and the trees are hitting the top of the roof and I'm freaking out. Like okay, murdered in Wilmington, done. So well, it's just a new scene for you. You're fine. You'll get used to it after uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, thirteen I'll, hours. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I got plenty of wine here to get me through it, guys. That's right. All good. Hey, so we got, uh, you know, obviously we got a great show today. One of the one of the most successful coaches uh, in college baseball, and I'll let Todd, when it comes time, you'll do the introduction for uh, for Coach Gilmore. Um, but so a lot of a lot of baseball going on. Obviously, I love ESPN Plus. You know, I, I yeah, it's- I jumped on last night. Um, Andrew, you'll appreciate this. It took me over an hour to get on. I had to call. Oh. Yes, I had to call ESPN Plus <laughs> customer support. I did. I was like bitter, man. Again, yeah. technology is your kryptonite, Chief. It is. It, it tears yeah. up all the time. I mean, it's just—it's amazing. I, and I can't like. I, and I, and my only solution is to plug and unplug. That's right. It. I have no, I have right. no restart. I have nothing, nothing else from there. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's—I I love it, man, because you know, this is baseball year, and we're baseball guys, and I—I. I, I, I love the college game more than I love the, uh, the pro game right now. I mean, obviously I grew up in the pro game and um, you know, it's been, it was a good life for me. I enjoyed it 14 years professionally. I've, and, but sitting down watching college baseball is the game I played. It's, it, it's small ball again. It's bunt hit and run. It's steel, uh, you know, creating runs. Um, it's uh, it, it's been great. It, it really has. I, I love this time. So but I do have ESPN Plus now. I'm locked in. Hopefully, they don't ask me to like put in a code or a password ever again. It shouldn't. Uh, you should be fine now once you're locked we're, in. We're proud of you. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. You took, yeah. A, you took a, the next step. So. I did. I called somebody uh, like I always do. I either yeah. call Andrew or I either call Sue, but they couldn't have fixed it. So I had to call a customer. <laughs> uh, um, we got it done. So I, I, did, I did put out a post earlier, Todd. I know you saw it. Yes. Yep. Um, you know, I, I'm watching a lot of baseball down here and obviously Dylan down at Wilmington, uh, you know, we're down here, I'm not at the practices or anything like that. I just, I love to go to the games. I love to watch the BP in the infield. And, you know, it's, it, 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 the reality of it is this is a tough gig right now for freshmen going in and, uh, you can't be butthurt over it. You got to understand the scenario. You're playing against grown men. Um, you're playing, you know, COVID guys, extra year guys, um, red shirt guys, you know, so, you know, just if you're walking in and you're playing, 
man, good for you. You, you know, spot was there. You took advantage of it. You're, uh, you're moving forward. If you're not, you know, you, you don't have very many choices. You got one or two choices and that's either nut up or get out. Right. I mean, you got, you, you know, you got to go about this a, a certain way and you cannot complain. You chose this path. You knew where you're going. This is where it is. So you can't complain. You can be pissed off. Right. I mean, we can, you know, you want to be on the field, no doubt about it. If you didn't, then you don't belong there. Right. If, if you're not, if you're not upset about not playing, then, you know, you're just going through the motions. Um, but, you know, so many other things, I mean, your work and how you, how you approach this thing and how you prepare yourself, because what's going to happen at some point, you're going to get called on. Maybe right. it's this year, maybe it's next year, whatever. And you better be ready. And if you're not, you know, the baseball gods are going to get you, man. And they're, they're going to take you out. So, um, you know, one of the things I put in there is, is your pregame, your pregame is your game if you're not playing. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm proud. I'm, 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 I'm proud of my son. Um, I, you know, I'm out there watching him the other day and there's a ground ball hit on pregame and he dove for it. Okay. He gets it. Um, where there's a lot of other guys, Connor Rasmussen, that's at Tulane now that left ECU. I don't know if you watch that kid. He is on fire right now, but that was the approach that he took last year when he wasn't playing much. Um, and now he's in a different scenario. I don't necessarily say this is where everybody has to go. And you get, it's not, it's not a point of transferring out. It was the best thing for Connor to move, but you know, here he is on the field and he's uh, he is the man right now out there. So there's a lot of kids that, you know, you got to endure this year. It's going to build character. It's going to make you better in the long run. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to see that you don't get it. You know, some old dude like me is telling you this. I'm sure Gary would, Gary Gilmore would tell him the same thing. You know, in the end, you're going to be better in life. You're going to be better in the game. You're going to be better overall because you kind of, you know, you, you, you grabbed your bootstraps, you pulled them up, and you went after it the right way. Well, you know, it's funny, Shafe. Um, you know, you look at the freshmen, you know, and, and we, you know, obviously, Pierre, we, we spoke to Coach Gilmore about it, and we'll get, we'll touch on, you know, kind of the freshmen with the portal and everything else. But you're looking at, you know, college baseball right now and, and it's great we can watch all these games i we do have to recognize one freshman who's probably been the hottest player in baseball uh, for georgia tech drew burris yep. uh hit four more home runs last night he's got mm-hmm. nine home runs total um you know and obviously uh, coming out of high school he was a you know a, a potential first round pick and chose to go to uh, georgia tech and, and it's paying dividends i mean there's he's a unicorn, right? There's not many Drew Burrs out there that could do that and have that impact at that high level. So we know, you know, coming in as a freshman, you, you know, with the portal, you know, other players coming in, you gotta, you gotta kind of wait your turn a little bit, you know, and, and you got to endure uh, sitting on the bench, learning, getting better, playing hard at practice. You know, those are things that have to be t- taken into consideration when you're being recruited. You better be a good teammate on that bench too, because even Absolutely. though you're playing, you know, you kind, of, you kind of somewhat feel alienated to a degree, right? You know, you're not in the mix, you're not in the fight every day, and especially if you're used to being in that, in that mix, right? You're in the middle of the grind every day. You're in the middle of the battle. You love it. You want it, um, and then all of a sudden you're not. Um, you know, you kind of feel like you're you're on the outside, but you're not. You know, you're part of that club, and you know you have a responsibility to pick up the guys that are on the field. And uh, move forward, because if, if you're that cancer in the dugout, you know, I mean, this is a test. This is an absolute test. And if you're that cancer in the dugout, then, you know, these guys, head coaches now in college baseball don't have the time. 
you know, the, the jobs are depending on winning now. The, the, it, the landscape's changed, right? The guy that just hung around for all those years just because, you know, nobody else is going to take the job for little money, um, that's over. You know, you're, you're, you're front and center on TV all the time. You're, uh, you're front and center in the recruiting process. You're front and center in what do your facilities look like. I mean, it is highly competitive. And um, no time to manage personalities. You know what I mean? You, you know, you better, have the, you better have the right makeup, the right character, and, uh, you know, carry the torch, whichever, whichever torch it is you're carrying at that time. That's well said, Chief. Um so uh did you want to bring in coach yeah let's do it let's all right great i had to, i had to bring my index cards because of all the <laughs> accolades that i had to write down for uh for coach gilmore but uh i had the pleasure to meet coach gilmore he probably doesn't remember i met him in the summer of 1997 uh at rutgers university uh when i was being recruited by winthrop i was lightly recruited by coastal and i met him um you know at a showcase uh, so that was a long time ago. Uh, but coach started his coaching career in high school. He's coached the high school, then went on to USC Aiken. Uh, started as assistant in 86, uh, finished up there in 95 as a head coach, was the ABCA Division II Coach of the Year, I believe, in 1993. Uh, he went on the Coastal in 1996, and he's been there since. Uh, a couple uh, highlights of coach's career, uh, 2022 ABCA Hall of Fame inductee, eight-time Big South Coach of the Year, a two-time Sun Belt Coach of the Year, and obviously in 2016 he hit the uh, highest point as a as a world champion, uh, national champion head coach. So under further ado, it's on, my honor to welcome Coach Gary Gilmore to the show. Coach, how's it going? Oh, it's going outstanding. I, I appreciate all those uh, kind words you said about me and uh, – you know, listening to you guys talk, I'm I'm glad that uh, there's at least two of us on this uh, on this call that struggle with all technology. So, <laughs> my ten year old grandson solves my technology problem. So that tells you where I'm yeah. at. Well, if you're if you're better than Shafe, you're. Uh, uh, we, let's just hope you're better than Shafe. No, it's, yeah. everybody's better than Shafe. Everybody's better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like getting the 10 p.m. calls about how do I log into my email. Uh, <laughs> legitimately. Yeah, well, I've, I've gone down the route. I know how to turn everything on and off and start over again. So right. I've got that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's great. Right. You, you unplug it. You plug it back in. If that doesn't work, you whack it with a hammer. We hit it with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. then then I throw it off the wall and curse it a little bit. Yep. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. Well, Coach, uh, to start off, uh, well, congrats yesterday. Great win. Uh, beat Campbell. Obviously, Campbell, top 25 team as yourself. Um, you know, uh, you know, and, and the, you know, me as a former Big South player at Winthrop, uh, seeing Campbell and Coastal, two former Big South schools in the top 25 and having a lot of success, that's pretty cool. So, um, but Coach, kind of, you know, what we'll talk about, we'll kind of get into, you know, this season and, and, and obviously uh, your future, but Take a step back, going all the way back to your playing days. You played at Coastal two years uh, after you were done playing, played a couple years in professional baseball. When did you want to know you wanted to be a college coach? I think uh, I think that was uh, ingrained in me from uh, the time I was a kid. My, my dad my dad played in, uh, in the minor leagues with the in the Yankees organization, and um, you know he ended up. Uh, Ended up working a job, but he also, uh, you know, he uh, 
he ran a recreation department in, in the county I grew up in, and uh, he was in charge. He started Dixie, Dixie Youth Baseball and stuff uh, where I grew up. And, you know, so he, he was always doing the coaching. And, you know, I was, you know, he, he coached me, uh, you know, up until I was like 13. And then, you know, he kind of backed off or whatever. But, uh, you know, most of what, most of what the things that I learned, I mean, obviously you, you, you grow and all this, but philosophically, so many things that, I've been able to lean on in my lifetime as far as putting teams together and the style of play and different things like that. I mean, so much of that I got from him. Nice. And so you started at, well, you started at a high school, I believe, right? Um, uh, in your, in your hometown in Virginia, or was that in South Carolina? What's that as far as starting? Your first, your first job was a high school uh, job, correct? Uh, my, my first coaching job was uh right down the road about 45 minutes from a uh, coast on a little place called Pleasant Hill, South Carolina, right That's outside. Right. Of- yep. Yeah. So I remember, and, and, uh, I saw you speak a few months ago at coach, uh, Hudak's benefit. And, uh, you mentioned the days of coaching at Aiken, um, a little bit different than, uh, coaching at uh, coastal Carolina in 2024, a lot of, grass cutting and uh weeding and you know so the the life of a d2 coach in the late 80s early 90s was probably a little bit different than now huh oh yeah you guys were talking about earlier about you know coaches hanging around because no one else wanted the job i I can tell you right now very few people wanted the job i had you know (laughs) it it, it was uh you know i mean my first two years i made a thousand dollars each year you know the great paid for me to go to grad school so you know obviously there's some costs there but uh you know i I, my typical day back in that day was is uh wake up in the morning 7 30 in the morning i was on the lawnmower i had i had five different athletic fields i had to mow constantly with a 30 36 inch john deere ride mower and as soon as uh you know 11 30 hit i had to run in shower throw on a different set of clothes and run into the, uh, to the cafeteria. They had a, they had like a, a snack bar where you could get fries and burgers and hot dogs and all that. So from 1145 until one uh, 30, I was the short order cook in that place. That's how my, my wife and I ate. That's what we ate. And uh, as soon as I got done with that, run out to practice. My, uh, our head coach at the time, coach Warwick, uh the day i walked in he the ad there uh mr perkins i think went to wichita state or whatever but randy became the head coach the the ad and he's looked at me and said hey man you you, you got this you, you know i had been recruiting for him all spring knowing i was going there and um you know he just said hey man practice is yours he goes i got too much stuff here with all these sports he goes i you know i'll be out there some but most all of it's yours so for the most part, I was the pitching coach, the hitting coach, the base running coach, you know, whatever, you know, whatever needed to be done with that stuff, I, I did it. And, you know, he helped me when he could. But, uh, you know, for the most part, it was mine. And then, you know, when practice got through, I mean, I had to had to jump in a car. I had to drive four nights a week. I had to go to Columbia to graduate school. So, uh, you know, that was an hour and 15 minutes. So I'm you know, five thirty. I'm burning. I'm burning up the highway, brother. You know, and <laughs> you know, I get done with that. I got in about eleven o'clock at night when I got home, and 
Uh, that 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 pretty much was my day, and I did it for two years like that, almost every day. So it, it uh, I, I I paid I paid some dues. I loved every minute of it. Wouldn't change anything at all. Absolutely, you know that that those hours that grind it really it, it it you know it set a foundation in my life for what you know what type of coach and type of person I wanted to be. I mean, I, you know, I, I learned a lot, you know, sometimes when you, you know, when, when you're not given a lot, you have to become, you know, uh, very, uh, ingenious with, with the things that you do and, you know, be very genuine with who, as who you are as a person, but you've got to really think out of the box with how to create monies and how to, how to, you know, figure out how to get things and do things with nothing. And uh, it really served me well here because I, I didn't, you know, when I came back to Coastal and was lucky enough to get this job, I mean, honestly, we were light years ahead at Aiken when I left and where we were here at Coastal when I walked in. You know, the facilities, you know, were, were better at Aiken. We, we had, in all honesty, the, the, you know, not all players, but the program as a whole was, you know, I mean, we just had significantly better players as a group. I mean, we were – we're getting four and five, six guys drafted every year out of that little school, you know. So when I came here, you know, we had a foundation. There were some good players here. They just weren't enough, you know, especially the pitching part was was light years behind where it needed to be. So Coach, in, the, in that process over the time, we've watched rosters um, shrink. Then we've watched rosters grow through COVID and remain. Um, the pluses and minuses of managing uh, – uh, a 40 man roster. Um, can you give us some of that insight? Uh, well, there, there are reasons they don't put me on some of those committees because <laughs> I, I, I would have fought like hell to not do that, to be very honest with you. Yeah. I, I, I think it's an injustice to, to the, to the players. You know, everybody wants to talk about COVID and injuries and all that kind of stuff. But, Man, 40 guys. I mean, we can't put the nine on the field. I, I, I you know, I, I got, you know, I got enough guys to put four teams out there. You know, it, it just, it, it, it's not the best situation. I, I'm sorry. It, it's, you know, you're going to, I truly believe you're going to see a 50% turnover every single year in every college program. Some of them going to be worse than that. I mean, how, yeah. how do you have continuity? I mean, you know, People don't the, – the things that, to me, that are so interesting in all of this change that we have that everybody wants to say is positive for the players is, you know, the things that you learn through struggles and working through things that don't work out exactly right all the time, there, there are things by being in a program for four years with a good coaching staff, you, you learn things about life. I mean, you know, we're – we're, we're trying to learn how to catch ground balls and hit home runs and steal bases and, you know, throw shutouts. But, you know, we're also trying. We lost coach for a sec. Part of some day baseball ends and I, I, all this turnover, it just, it, it eliminates that, that opportunity to be very honest with you that, or you have to try purposely to cram it in, in some other manner that, you know, I, I just, I haven't discovered exactly how to pick the pace up of becoming a man, 
you know, all of us do it at a different pace and a different time. And, you know, some of us have to struggle others of it, you know, you know, we, we gradually get ourselves into it. And some of us, it smacks us in the face. The very first day we walk in, listen to you talk about your son and, you know, being a freshman and, you know, everywhere and everything he's ever done is play. Now, now he's having to sit and watch, you know, it's, it's what he makes out of that situation that will determine and shape his life. Whether he plays at Wilmington or he don't play at Wilmington right. is not a factor. It's it's how he handles this situation is far more important. You know, we uh, it, it's interesting you say that because I mean it, it, we've we've landed in a in an era. I'm 64 years old, so I didn't come from an entitled time. I mean, it was we were blue collar, hardcore. You know, you got you got after it. There there seems to be higher expectations when a kid goes into school by the family. Like they're expected something when in reality, all you did was create an opportunity to get yourself on the field. How you deal with it. It's, uh, you know, like I said, you can't complain. You can't, you know, you, you either got to pick it up and go out. If you love this game, if you care about this game and you want to be the best you can from it, there's a certain way to go about it. The other part, like you're saying, Coach, it, it, we try to explain this as, as old guards you and, I, and these other guys is that there's so much more that we gather from this game other than just wins and losses and statistics in the end and uh and it's it, it's critical for um families to make sure that their kids are in the right environment going forward that there's somewhere they want to stay somewhere they can grind it out and that they're going to get more from from just putting on a uniform and uh you know playing nine innings than just uh um you know showing up you know i think i think what's what what's happened and then again listen this is not bad i i understand it having been a parent now i'm a a grandparent got four little grandsons. I mean, I, I understand the parenting piece, the piece that parents are missing. And it's one of the hardest things that the kids have to figure out when they come to college is they've never been allowed to fail. That's they right. have, they, you know, we, we, if, if they don't pass school, the teacher stinks, the principal, son, well, it's always someone's fault, but the kid's fault, you know, every single thing, it, there's an excuse for it. You know, if I'm not playing on this travel team, well, I'll go to the another one or, you know, my dad will start his own team and that way I'll play every day. When you get to college, it's not like that. It's, it's not life. You get into pro baseball. That is not how it works. You're, you're accountable to the things that you do, the preparation you do, how you deal with failure, how you deal with success. So much of this, all this stuff is being swept under the carpet the value of a college degree. No one gives a rat's behind about a college degree anymore. I just want NIL money. Well, hell, when it's gone, what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, honestly, yeah, I, I just, some of this stuff just, it, it's, it's really, it's, it, it's kind of the society and the world we've created. It, it, it really is. I mean, my generation is partly responsible. The next one behind mine is, you know, my, my children are part of that. You know, it, it's, you know, we're trying so hard to make life so easy on these kids, and and it's not how the world really works. Coach, we really appreciate uh, um, you know all of this unfiltered. Like there, this is real opinions from someone who really matters. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I know we're talking you up a lot, but I mean, you're respected throughout the country, and for you to say all these things is extremely important. I mean, I coach you know at, at the high school, and I coach at the travel ball level. 
right? Mm-hmm. And, and I hear it all the time, right? I mean, even at, as young as 10, 11 years old, parents' expectations of their kids, it's like, well, listen, at the end of the day, this doesn't happen in the real world, right? You know, I mean, I understand in college, you can easily hop in a transfer portal and go somewhere else. You know, that's not teaching them anything. But I think to hear it from you is extremely powerful because, again, I think at the end of the day, you know, if we don't teach commitment, you know, it's going to be a tough road for a lot of these kids after they're done with baseball. Uh, I, I totally agree. But, you know, I mean, the, the, the commitment piece, this is why I don't like the 40-man roster. You know, the 40-man roster, it's just more bodies. You know, I'll right. be honest with you, I, I would have gone, you know, if, if they would let you replace the guys that are out for the year with Tommy John, like if you knew a guy, like we had two guys, there were two of our best guys got hurt last year. They had a Tommy John in June. So they're out this whole year. Well, you know, we have to keep them on scholarship. They're part of our roster, this and that. You know, if I could eliminate those guys, I'd be happy with 32 healthy guys. I think I could help keep 32 way happier. You know, give me 16 position guys, 16 pitchers. You know, one of the things that to me, too, I, I listen to it all the time because we, I mean, the, the pitching thing has, has become, honestly, it, it's a nightmare, uh, <laughs> to be very honest with you. You know, kids throw harder than they've ever thrown, but they also throw less strikes than they've ever yeah. thrown. Yeah. And they can't, they, they can't field their position because they've never played a position. They have no idea. Like, field a ground ball? Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a PO. Like, you know, like, I'm going to throw my three innings over the weekend, and I'll see you boys. I'll see you next weekend. You know, I, it's, well, what, what is this? I mean, my generation, again, I'm not saying we did it all right, but, you know, you pitch a game. If you didn't finish it, when you came out of the game, you went and played the position you play. You know, the next day, your arm's sore, you play the position you play. You know, very few guys do that. I mean, heck, some of the best players we've ever had here have been two-way guys, and they have been a lot of the best pitchers we've ever had here have been guys that were two-way guys in high school, but they're their ability to field and play a position besides pitching made them so much better on the pitcher's mail because college is, you mentioned it earlier. I listened to you guys when you were talking, I mean, you know, listen, Hey, we're dumping bunts down. We're doing stuff in first and third. We're doing all kinds of things you rarely see in professional baseball, but in college we're, we're trying to win, you know, we're trying to win every single game. And, you know, so, you know, being able to, you know, we don't have a big league hitter in every spot in the lineup. So, you know, there are guys in the lineup that got a bunt. They they've got to they have to know their role. They they have to be a part of the team, you know, that the team comes first. And, you know, I mean, I, I tip my hat to um, um, to Coach Hare at, uh, at Campbell, a very dear friend. And uh, what he's done at Campbell has been absolutely unbelievable. And, you know, we, we looked at our scouting report. Uh, yesterday before we played and we're going through it with the players and you know one of the things I love about him because he does a lot of stuff we do everyone in the lineup bunts every single guy you know there was I think there were two guys out of the nine that started that we didn't have stars by them that hey they could bunt at any time you know and you know it just uh, it's just when you have team concepts like that it's just so different. You know, I mean, every, every guy realizes that, you know, when he lays a bunt down, he's doing it for, you know, 40 guys or ever how many guys you got on the roster. And, you know, that, you know, that maybe the, 
as freshmen and sophomores, the guys that are bunting more end up being your stars when they're juniors and seniors, you know, as they develop and get stronger and mature. It, it's just it, it, it's so many facets of our game are getting kind of, I, I think, disjuncted at this point in time. There's just, uh, you know, I, I, we, we try to mirror image college ball like professional baseball. And I understand the relationship. There's a lot of similarities, but there are a lot of tremendous differences as well. Uh, I, Coach, right, man. I think we have lost. We have lost the concept of team involved in, in the show and go, travel showcase world. We've lost the concept of team, even at the big league level, until it comes playoff times. Everybody, exactly. Everybody's playing for statistics. Everybody's playing for dollars. And, you know, if they're fortunate enough to get into the playoffs, then all of a sudden everybody reboots and says, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the ring. But up until that point, it's not. And that's, a, that's that, you're, you're right, the sad piece, the pitchability part drives me crazy because some of the best guys I've ever faced in my life didn't throw hard. Right. I mean, some of the toughest guys to hit in my life did not throw hard. Yeah. Um, and now everything is just, you know. And, and the other part about it, we're talking about arm injuries and guys coming off. The harder they throw, the more swings and misses they get, the higher the pitch counts, and every pitch is max effort. Every pitch is max yeah. effort. There's no, oh, yeah. there's no, you know, I'm going to pitch this off contact. I'm going to get a double play ball. Everybody's trying to punch somebody out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you in that part of the game. Um, you know, the instinct of the player is uh, has changed. You know, these kids don't know how to, you know, how to read outfields, how to read balls off the bat, uh, to take the extra base, you know, when, when to – you know, when to put a bunt down, you know, for a base hit on their own without being given. So there's so many there's so many parts of the game that's frustrating, but it's still the greatest game on earth and it's still the toughest game on yep. earth. Yeah. No doubt. I I've been I've been very I've been very blessed. I've been able to surround myself with coaches that, that love the game, Coach Snall, Coach Schilling, Coach Bell, T P uh, you know the uh, all these guys, Zach, our, our ops guy, they're just all baseball field rat guys. And, uh, you know, I mean, we, 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 we spend a lot of time teaching skills that when I first started, the majority of guys had most of those instinctive skills. The other piece no one wants to mention and <laughs> is, is the fact that, you know, again, man, I, I'm, a, I'm a dinosaur in this deal. I, I'm 66 years old. I, I, I get it. But I still think the best position players I've ever coached, for the most part, were all guys that played multiple sports. They were football guys, basketball guys, baseball guys, where they learned instincts of the games and were able to transgress them over to, you know, baseball only, you know, by being a great defensive back or a great running back and seeing angles and doing different things, you know, playing basketball, guarding people, being able to move your feet so you can be a good infielder, just so many things that kids just don't do nothing but play baseball. I'm telling you, we spend countless hours trying to figure out how to teach them instincts, just hmm. Just the instinct of, I mean, you don't think about it much, but just the instinct of reading a picture and having a feel for how to get a jump and steal bases. Part of the reason people don't steal bases, they ain't good at it. They, you know, I, I mean, they're not. They don't study it. They don't pay attention to it. But again, so much of, at least 
I was a really good base stealer, but I, I honestly think, I don't know that I ever worked on base stealing. It came natural because all the other sports I played forced me into anticipation, reading guys' body movements, seeing things with my eyes. I mean, you know, this generation, they don't, man, Coach Schilling's one of the best guys I've ever been around that seeing things in pictures and different things that we can pick up on to get jumps and reads. Kids, just, they don't, they want to be told it. They don't want to watch it and study it. They, they just tell me, just tell me how to do it. And okay, let's move on. I don't want to spend the time to figure it out myself. They don't, they don't experience it. So I, I do have a philosophy on that coach. A great point is that, you know, obviously a different era. We played against each other all the time, unstructured, right? We picked our team oh, yes. yep. going up the bat thinking, okay, pick your teams. Uh, we mimic, we mimic players on TV. We didn't have parents. We didn't have coaches in our ear all the time. We figured yeah. the game out along the way, and we developed instincts along the way. And there's nothing more competitive than when and I and I've said this about scrimmages that uh, that you guys you guys hold right is that those are the most competitive because it's against your buddies and you got to fit in five minutes right. So oh yeah, you know, grow, growing up playing against the kids in the neighborhood, you learned how to do things, learned how to take advantage of situations, and you competed, you know, with 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 pride. Um, so a little bit, little bit different, a lot different, actually. So, yeah, a lot. Oh, did he get? Uh, I think he's there. It just gives. Oh, there you go. Okay, coach, your screen went out. Yeah. So the instincts, you know, the, the instincts are developed. They're not really. I don't know that that. You know, you have to experience certain things to develop. Instincts. You got to play a certain way, and it's almost uh, to develop a good instinct. You have to play carefree. Yeah, somehow I somehow I lost the audio here. Yeah, don't worry, it was brilliant. You're it was back. Brilliant. It was absolutely. Uh, can you hear us now? <laughs> I don't know if you can hear us now. We hear you, Coach. Can I'm you hear sorry, us? I have I have no sound all of a sudden. Yeah. All right. Can you take it off Bluetooth? Maybe that would help. I don't know. Live radio. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Technology. See, see, the other guy with the worst piece of technology is right yeah. next to right there. So, so, but I don't maybe. know. Maybe his car's off, but all right. Um, maybe he yeah. should, uh, um, uh, should, he should I'm get very off. sorry. It just, uh, for some reason, yeah. it just quit working. I still see everyone. Yeah. I just, I, I have no sound. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, we just we we'll have to just kind of continue on here, Coach. Um, I don't know. You want to send him a text? Can you, you put a message in? Uh, in a, in a, yeah, for him. Put a message in the chat. Yeah. 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 And then um, what we'll do is uh, just let him know that maybe log out then log back in. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I mean, the, the point the points that Coach is making are just there. You know, well. It, it's the stigma in the game now. I mean, you know, the athlete that's coming out is bigger, stronger, faster, no doubt. You got to be, you got to be physically prepared to move on to the next level. But the learning curve, you know, I mean, right, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave and try to come back on. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I don't know that the the learning curve. Um, there is a great learning curve in in college baseball at this point. You're probably yeah. you're pretty forty guys, right? You're gonna put the nine out there. They're gonna I, do the job that you think they're gonna do the job. I tell you, Shafe, I love he's unfiltered, right? 
and I love his opinion on the 40 roster, the 40 man roster. I mean, you know, it, listen, let's be honest, you know, the coastal coastal is a power five school, right? I mean, in hidden into a mid major, I mean, they're, they're getting players, they're competing with South Carolina, Clemson, you know, they're competing with those type of schools and he can get, you know, uh, not whoever he wants, but he, I mean, they, they have, they have a good, good selection of players they can pick from. And for him to say that, that means a lot, you know I mean? Cause you know, then you got a lot of these players who are on the roster that aren't going to play. And I think that's just a, you know, that's an awesome take uh, from right. coach. So, no, and that, that was coach, a- can you hear us? Yeah, I can, I got you back now. All, All right. right. Success. So, Todd, <laughs> Todd, that was, that was the point of, you know, the point of thing is you, you may not be playing now. You may not be playing now, but you better be preparing yourself every single day, trying to get better every single day. So when you are playing, yeah. not, you know, you're not sitting back. I mean, the, like, like coach saying, the numbers are, the numbers are staggering 40 guys. Right. And, you know, you see it all the time. You know, the upperclassmen that have grinded it out their freshman year or whatever kind of deserve the chance to, to lose the job, right? And then put you on the if you don't If you don't keep it, okay, then I'm moving in a different direction. If you do, good for you. Um, and, you know, that's and, – and kids can't handle that to a degree right now, unfortunately. And, it, it you know, again, you don't want to be looking down at the dugout at the kid that's disgruntled because he's not on the field. You want to look at him and see that there's disappointment in him. You know, because he's not playing. Because if you know, then that tells you you got somebody that's hungry for the for the for the opportunity. Then the guy that wants to sit around and complain to everybody that'll listen to him. Um, yeah, you know, it, for sure, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So yeah, it, it's it's really it's really extra tough when you have forty guys and you know you you can play inter squad games and you can do all the things whatever. But you know, I think all of us would like to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, you know, hey, I was a a little bit better player in a real game than I am an inter-squad game. You know, mm-hmm. it's a little more meaningful. I got a little bit more focus and locked in. And when they sit in your office and they, you know, you have that discussion and they're not in the ultimate mix to, to play at the time or whatever, it's very difficult because there's it, – it's in all honesty, you know, it's not like the minor leagues where you got a, a way smaller roster – and you know you you're you're able to play guys and script out opportunities and do things in college. Obviously, you're trying to win every game, but you know just getting guys into games and in meaningful situations is very difficult to do. You know because I mean the difference between winning. You know if you're a 35 win team, you're probably packing up your stuff at the end of the year. If you're a 38, 39 win team and you played good people, you probably get a chance to keep to keep playing. You know, those that three or four game swing is basically what you're playing the whole year for, to be honest. And it, it's really, it's really, really difficult. 100%. Uh, coach, uh, obviously, we'd be remiss if we don't ask you about 2016. Um, you know, again, I, I want to touch on some points that, that you made uh, on your uh, awesome speech uh, at, at Coach Joe Hudak's benefit a few months ago. It was fantastic. And, you talked so well about that team and the difference of that team more than anything. And you talked about things like your faith and love and things like that, that you have with that team. Can you just touch on some of those points? Um, I think, I think we'd like to hear about that. Yeah. You know, I I think Todd, it's, um, you know, in every coach and every player, I mean, you, you, you're in your life in general, you know, you, you, 
you continue to mature and grow. And, you know, heck, I, I was raised in the church. I got in pro ball in college and got away from it a little bit in regards to not whether I believed in, 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 in Jesus, but just, you know, my attending church, my putting time into my faith and things like that. And, you know, it's amazing when you, when you have children, um, you know, how, how all of a sudden that starts to, to come back as, being an incredibly important part of what life is about, at least for, for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of floundered around with, with that. I, I don't think there was anybody that played here that, that. Technology strikes again. Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, he'll come back. It's just, yeah, he'll get right. back. yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, no, I mean, what I was asking him about is, you know, he spoke, it, it was amazing. And he talked about, uh, just the difference between that team he had in 2016, you know, about the, the camaraderie and, and they hit a, they hit a wall. And I think in the middle of the season and Jay just took off it was, it was just an amazing thing to see, obviously going to the, you know, going to a regional, going to a super regional, going to the World Series and actually winning it. Um, you know, you could just imagine just the the emotions and the back and forth that that team went through. Um, it was pretty amazing to hear. And, you know, coach, you know, and, I, you know, we don't I don't want to get into it too much with him. But, you know, obviously he's had a lot of adversity. Um, you know, he was you know diagnosed with cancer a few years ago. He's fighting that, doing a great job with that. And and so his talked a lot about his faith and how his faith really helped him through a lot of the bad times. So, um, you know, definitely, um, hope he gets back on and he can talk about that a little bit more, you know, you know, Todd, that's part, you know, when we, you know, talk about things like, like, like Gary Gilmore and Jack Leggett and, uh, you know, guys that we've honored with our, with our, uh, our you deserve a chance foundation award, you know, spirit of the game, spirit of the game for us has never been, you take the celebrity that you have, right? Whatever, whatever celebrity you've been given in this game, you take that and, uh, you know, you bring that to people to make their lives better. Not right. because, you know, you won all these national championships and, or, you know, world series or all-star teams you've been on all that other stuff. Those are all personal, personal successes. And they're, you know, you are to be proud of those things, but in the end, you know, the reality of it is what, what coach is talking about, man. It's just, yeah. You know, you, you're building young men. I mean, it's 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 another form in a way, you know, for for lack of a better parallel of a military environment, right? You're structured. You're teaching these kids what the next level is going to be about. You're learning adversity. This game, this game will this game will tear you up. <laughs> All right, coach. All right, guys. I'm sorry, man. This is shut down on its own. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're good. Uh, no, so I, I was just kind of filling everyone in on on the story you told about uh, you know that team and your faith and obviously the adversity that you've gone through the last, you know, few years. And, and so, and, and I'm sorry, coach, you could pick up kind of where you, where you left off. Definitely. We'd yeah. love to hear about it. Yeah, I, I would, I would encourage anyone, regardless of age. Uh, there's a book that I feel like changed my life and perspective in a lot of ways. And it's called, uh, lead for God's sake. Uh, Todd Gangwa is the author. Um, it's a parable uh, about life, and uh, 
it's really cool things about a basketball coach and a janitor and a businessman and all their lives kind of intertwine with one another. But basically what, what it comes down to is, is figuring out what your, what your WHY is. What is your why in life? Why, why are you here? Why do you do this every day? Why do you want to be such and such? It just, it, it really made me think about life and made me realize that, you know, one of the whys that, that I had to really put a lot more effort in and become way more transparent in is outwardly showing my love to the players, how much I really cared for them as human beings, not just the guys that hit the home runs and the pitchers that win games, but that I care and love each and every one of them and that, uh, you know, that the most important thing in life is, is our relationships with each other. And, uh, you know, I, I started telling all of them in fall of 2015, I just, you know, anytime I ever saw them, whether it's at the field, walking across campus, whatever, I'd tell them individually. I would tell them as a group. I would just say, hey, hey, I love you. I love you, young man. And it was amazing. You know, within within 30 days, it was such a great transformation. I started watching. The more I did it, the more they started picking up on it, saying it back to me. But more importantly, they started saying it to each other. And that 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 team, people wonder that that team. I'm telling you right now, they every one of those guys, the 27 that went to Omaha, I, I can tell you right now, if every one of those guys walked into the office. If they saw me, Coach Schilling, Coach Schnall, they'd be a big hug, and the first thing come out of their mouth, they, I love you. To this day, I mean, they call me, Coach, I love you. You know, it's, I can't put into words what it was like to coach that team. That, that team genuinely loved one another. They're all in each other's weddings. They're godfathers to each other's kids. It, it, it was a bonding that was beyond perfect. I mean, it, it really was. It, it was, you know, it was the most surreal ride as a coach I ever had in my life. Wow. The, uh, the, great, the greatest gift we get from this game, Coach, is in the wins and losses and statistics. It's, it, it's the people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, you're, you're, in a, you're in a position of responsibility. Um, and I think one of the, the greatest compliments – that a coach can get is how deep is his tree of guys that have fallen off there and stayed in the same profession and uh, taken the nuggets that they've gotten from you and, 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 and moved it forward because um, you know, that's really what we leave behind. Not, uh, not something in a, in a, in a, in a record book. Absolutely. Totally agree. Uh, so I have a quick question. So now with all that said and all that we've covered, this is your, uh, this is your farewell tour, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. So what? It, so I mean, you, obviously, there's a reflection involved. Uh, you've shared some of that with us. Out of all this, what's the? Uh, and, and I and I and I think I would bet a lot of money on this answer. But what's the piece that you're going to miss the most? <laughs> well, let, let me put it to you, way tell you this way. People keep asking me, well, you know, what what keeps you what keeps the motor going? Well, whatever. Well, j- just so we all know, I, I got tossed out of the game last night in the fourth inning. <laughs> <laughs> if you think the competitive juices ain't there, so you, you're mistaken, brother. Uh, <laughs> there's no, you know, uh, I mean, you know that I, I don't know exactly what the one thing. If there's one particular thing, I, I 
take out of the game that that I cherish the most. I mean, you know, the, the players for sure. But, you know, I mean, I, I've got a tremendous amount of great relationships with coaches and you know people here at my university. I mean, been, I've been very, I've been just been very blessed. You know that I've been able to you know in my lifetime surround myself with people that would go out of their way to help me to do different things and. And, and, and all the players that bought in over time, all the, you know, I mean, heck, man, I, I was I was way tougher on kids in the beginning because, honestly, we, you know, and I tell them, they go, well, you know, they come to a game, they go, where's our coach? Where's the guy we played for? He, he'd be gnawing somebody's ass or doing this or whatever. I'm going, man, you know, first off, we, with all due respect, the players we have now start out better than the players we did 15, 20 years ago. You know, most of those guys, it took a year or two for them to become really good players. And we have a lot more guys that walk in here that are a little bit closer to being able to play. And I don't have to coach them quite as tough. But I also know, too, as a coach, trying to coach the way I did 15, 20, 25 years ago, these kids go on, they, they, man, they go in a shell. They can't handle being screamed at. They can't handle being called out. Uh, yeah, and I mean, they it just, you know, they just don't have that ability to be uh, strong enough in their confidence in themselves to take criticism of any type. Very few. And, uh, you know, kind of off off topic of what you're asking me. But, I, you know, I, I, again, I, I do think the, the thing I'm the most is just being around people. I, I, I you know, I can guarantee you my my wife's already told me, she goes, I, 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 I give you three months and I'm going to have to just tell you, get in your truck, drive somewhere and just <laughs> five, six hours home because there's yeah. no way you can sit around, you know, I, I have to do something. And, you know, I, that's the great part about being in baseball. I, I think it's the greatest sport of all sports and the relationship piece and being able to, because it's so, our game's so, mimics real life that there's so many aspects and so many areas that you can contribute, you know, to other coaches, to players, to doing things. I mean, you know, as, as long as people will want me around, I mean, there's going to be some place somewhere and I hope it's a whole bunch of places where I, you know, get to share the things that, that we've done both baseball wise, but also life things that, I want to share you know, my faith and, you know, I mean, not trying to save the world in faith. I just, you know, it's like our players. I, I tell them, I, you know, I, don't let me ever offend you. If I offend you in any way with my faith piece, just come and tell me, you know, I, you know, we're doing a devotional or whatever. You feel uncomfortable. You, you're not forced to stay. All that I ask you is, would you just listen? And you make up your own mind if this is for you or not. But, you know, be exposed to it. At least have an opportunity. Because, I, I mean, honestly, I, I'd be willing to bet if I polled them right now, at least 50% of our players on our team, you know, I mean, obviously they know who God is. They know who Jesus is. Have they been, like, really exposed to faith? What what having faith really means? And, you know, very, you know, I, I guarantee you at least half of them don't. Because, I, I mean, when I ask them, they always tell me, say, keep, keep doing what you're doing. I'll make up my own mind whether or not I ultimately want to push forward with it. But you're sharing things with me I've never heard. And that's really cool because that's what this is all about. I feel like that's part of discipleship. It's just 
to share, you know, and, and talk and listen to, to kids because, I mean, you know, it's, you know, your, your faith gives you an opportunity to have, have that support system that we all need when things don't go good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need that crutch and it's not a crutch. It's uh, it's a gift. Yes. It's, not, it's, it's there for you if you want it, but, uh, coach, um, Todd, I don't know if you guys have anything. No, else. that's good. He, I was going to ask him what what is the retirement uh, plan, but I, I'm assuming your wife's going to have a lot to do with that. So, <laughs> I, I I tell you what, I, I I have told her. I said I've talked to a whole bunch of guys, and I said I do not want to commit to anything other than whatever you and I decide for one whole year. It's just me and you, and let's let's the things that we've missed out on this and that. I said, obviously we have four grandkids, so I know they're going to be in the mix of all this stuff a lot, but you know, if we want to just go spend a day in Charleston or we want to go to wherever, and we want to go to spring training for three weeks and just sit on the berm and watch baseball games. I, I just want to do whatever it is that, you know, we feel like doing. And then, you know, somewhere along the way, I, you know, I know coach Hudax asked me to, you know, be a, be a part-timer down, uh, down at the shipyard. And I told him I would definitely try to do some of that. You know, I mean, there'll, there'll be a point in time in my life, like all of us guys were, you have to get a baseball fix of some sort. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I'll figure that piece out, but there, there are places I want to go and things I want to see. I'm fighting two kinds of, you know, stage four cancer stuff. So, I mean, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, I, I cherish each day. I cherish every breath I take and, you know, I, I am so appreciative that, you know, God has sent me to places where, uh, you know, my care with, with this, these two cancers has been absolutely incredible. I mean, I, you know, I'm a poster child for one of them at this point in time. I've, you know, I've, I've beaten the majority of, you know, uh, of, of all the things you can see on the internet, I, I've, I've beaten all of them already. So, you know, I, and I feel like, I feel like a million dollars. So, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed and, you know, I feel like that, you know, for me that God has a purpose bigger than just baseball and that he's going to open a door for me at some point in time and, and, and show me another way to continue on kind of what I'm doing here with our players, but I'm hoping it can even be on a bigger and broader stage. Awesome. Well, Coach, we, we appreciate you. We appreciate your insight, your candor, your unfilteredness. It's, uh, that's always refreshing to, uh, to have people around that just, you know, speak what's on their mind and not worry what everybody else thinks about it. And um, yeah. we, do, we do, do appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much, Coach. Really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate yeah. it. listen thank you very much i appreciate you what you do for for sports and baseball and especially for you know for college baseball and you know making people aware of things that are out there i, I hope i hope uh, i hope y'all can have some people on that can help us figure out nil and portal and find a happy medium to <laughs> yeah. to, make our, to make our game better because i i really think we're you know we're, we're marching down a a path that is unsustainable for the majority of schools. And, you know, if, if you take, you know, the, the day the NCA, all this stuff becomes professional and you know, you're paying salaries and you're doing all this stuff, then, you know, all of a sudden the coastal Carolinas and the butlers in basketball and people like that. I mean, when you take that Cinderella opportunity away, 
watching sports isn't quite as much fun. Right. You know, Agreed. you know, I hope somehow they find some common ground where, you know, schools that are out there grinding and this and that, and especially in our sport where in all honesty, one guy on the bump can hell, he can, he can change the whole, the whole, the whole complexion of everything. You doesn't matter where you're from. If your guy on the bumps better than the other guy, Elliot, you, you can win anywhere. There you go. Right. Well, awesome. thank you, coach. Thank you for the time. We really appreciate it. It's been great. Yeah. Um, good luck the rest of the season. Enjoy the farewell tour. Are you going to get like a motorcycle from somebody or something like that? <laughs> I, was, I was hoping I was getting a Ferrari, but I, I, <laughs> no one's asked me yet what I really wanted. So. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's well, great. Not, since we heard that, we're not going to ask you either. <laughs> All right. Well, Thanks, thank Kelly. You. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks. All right. So, all right. That was that, that was outstanding, man. What a you yeah. know, what a, what a cool journey in in, in the game, um, and uh, you know, to leave it with an opinion is even better because people will just walk away. You know, he wants the game to be better, um, and he and he has a pretty good feel for why. Uh, the NCAA, I don't necessarily believe, has a has a feel for why, um, you know, things have to change back or get closer or find that hybrid um, that's going to work. I mean, he, it's so true of the the mid-major school always had a shot, right, in baseball. And and we still do. I mean, you know, the, the and I get, you know, Coastal's still a mid-major, Campbell, East Carroll. I mean, those are mid-majors, but you know, you want that shot. There's always that chance. I mean, I mean, you look at, you know, certain sports, there's no chance. No, it majors majors are going to become the minor leagues of college baseball. Right. And then everybody's going to look for the money and, and, and try to head that way. Or they're playing for the money and we're not playing for, you know, with, you know, the the name across the front of our uniform anymore, you know, like you're not attached to your university, you're attached to the dollars in the game and which way do you go? To, to capture them um, at whatever level you, you, you think you deserve. I mean, it's, and, and the money just keeps getting grosser. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, you know, you can't blame certain, you know, if it's there, people are going to go get it. Right. And yeah. uh, it's hard to blame them. No, it's, it, listen, it is. If you're a mid-major stud as a freshman or sophomore and, and you have an opportunity to go, and I'm not, I'm just using LSU, right. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not picking on them, but, you know, and they offer NIL. I mean, that's hard for a 19, 20 year old kid to turn down. Right. You know, so uh, something has to change in the rules and, and what's allowed. I mean, Gilly was completely spot on. I mean, it's just, you know, you know, and I can hear it in his voice, the frustration, you know, of, of, of where it's at, you know? And so, well, but, because, um, because somebody's somebody that, that is on the front line right. has the best opinions. Right. And they're not, and they're not being heard. So, you know, they, that's why they don't want them on the committees because they don't want to hear the truth. You know, right. they don't want to hear what's going to be better for the game. They want to hear, you know, I don't know. It's a big can of worms. It's going it's gonna, to it's gonna be interesting to watch. Not interesting. It's going to be upsetting to watch, I think, at this point. But hopefully somebody nuts up and gets this thing right. Yeah. Um, so who's Wilmington have this weekend? Uh, South Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that'll yeah. be it. Okay. South Alabama. Yeah. Uh, Good. Yeah. So, and uh, I'm going to hang out here probably till Saturday because it's a good place to be. Plus, but you know, my wife's, I thought my wife would be upset when I told her I was staying till Saturday. She said, oh, good. Have a good time. So <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I'm, I've been exiled down here. <laughs> talk, talk about transparency. I think Amanda has good transparency. Oh, no doubt about it. 
chat. No doubt about it. That's yeah, that probably has uh, NC State tonight. Uh, Queens, oh yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Queens, NC, yeah, that was uh, they walked it off last night versus Winthrop. Um, I know, hit yeah. a bomb. Yeah, they think they hit six bombs last night. Five, yeah, yeah. six. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's, gotta... there's a there's an example of um, got off the rough. So I think they got run ruled the first three games, didn't they? Yeah, but uh, you know, Jake has created a culture there that the yep. boys enjoy it, and they know that there's respect there, and they know that listen. You know, we we got it. We're at we, you know we got a tall task, and uh, it's fun to watch the kids walk in the park now. When it uh, it wasn't necessarily that way for the past four or five years, it's been it, stressful. So again, I think we talked about this last time. I think mean, you just know uh, that coaching staff is going to be successful. I, yeah. I don't, we don't know how long it's going to take, but you know, it's I would think sooner rather than later. Listen, um, they, they're going to they're going to be successful with the humans, and that's you know right, the, which. Is going to be Coach there. Gilmore they, talked about, yeah, very, very successful with that, and uh, yep, you know, we're proud of them. We're glad that they're uh, they're at our facility, and you know, obviously, uh, right now I'm a Wilmington fan, <laughs> so you know, sure. I like to see them win. But if we compete, you know, ever, I'm not rooting for them. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm coaching four uh, four ten U games this weekend, Ooh. so I'm, ex I'm uh, excited about that. We have uh, our opening. It's not really a. It's like a like a half tournament type thing kind of startup. So, and, and then we get right into it. The very serious 10 U baseball yeah, in North, North and South get Carolina. As tin rings, get as many 10 rings as you can get, man. Because, you know, hey, we're trying to, we're trying to help our national ranking. That's the, that's the most important part. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. And you know, they, they're going to be recruited here. In the next yeah. Year. So get them ready. Yep. That, that All is, right. that is correct. Uh, All right. Out with us, with, uh, Strathmore and and Austin. yes, yeah. So uh, I got two hats here. So yeah. So again, um, thank you to John Charles Cronodal at Strathmore Capital. It was uh, uh, we had it on the ticker, so we saw the website was up there. It's up there right now. Uh, StrathmoreCapADV.com for any of your wealth management needs, any help with saving for college, retirement, tax, insurance, anything. Uh, John Charles uh, and Zach Honeycutt will be there to answer. Uh, the call and, and definitely give them a, give them a shout. They're great people uh, in the, in the business of wealth management. There's a lot of uncertainty. These are two trustworthy folks and we highly recommend them uh, for sure. Also architect sports, um, a long-term partner with uh, Schaefer baseball report and uh, Schaefer, anybody else? Uh, well, advocacy baseball, which we're a big part of. Of course. Sure they're there. And, uh, and I, and I do want to, I do want to mention everybody that, uh, you know, we are opening the academy again, Pro Stock Royals. Yes. Um, ProStockRoyals.com. Uh, it is, it is the last, like, like Gary was talking about the landscape in college baseball, the landscape in high school baseball as well. And uh, it is not easy for freshmen to walk in there. So you better be prepared and you better be at a different level. Otherwise, it's, uh, it's not going to happen. And advocacy baseball is part of the Pro Stock Royals. It is our recruiting arm. So, uh, Yep. Check out advocacybaseball.com and prostockroyals.com. Yep. And check out our social media channels as well, please. Please do, gang. So we appreciate right. everybody through the Shaver Baseball Report. We'll do this again next week. Peace out. <laughs>